So sometimes there's just things that you go through that you can't really prepare for. You just know that it's coming. You can do the best you can, but you won't know exactly how something is until it is. But that saying it, there's a saying that says, if you stay ready, you don't have to get, you ain't got to get ready. So just keeping prepared and having practices that feeds into your discipline is very beneficial. Sometimes you don't see it in the moment, but it does eventually pay off, which is very important to practice discipline, to practice doing what you need to do at moments when you don't feel like it. And this episode is a mixture of things, but the general topic is basically me catching up. It's been a while since I've actually done a podcast episode, but a lot has been going on internally. And it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's, it's, it's a growing pain. So welcome to the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories. Life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? It's, uh, it's been a, it's been probably about two months, maybe since I've recorded my last episode, I've sort of fallen off posting my motivational Mondays, my wisdom Wednesdays and my fun Fridays. During that time, I had a different job. I was in a different place mentally and spiritually. And probably physically, I was going to the gym more often. And I take it, yeah, I have more liberty throughout the day. Now, I'm not saying that I went without doing the responsibilities of my job. But at the time, I had more time. I had more of it to think and ponder and make plans. But now most of my time during the day is catered towards teaching. And it's, it's, it's been very life changing in many different ways. And it, it calls for new habits and it calls for the breakage 
for the severing, for the demolishing of others, habits that have now been proven unhealthy. You know, it's what you may have one habit, you have a habit in one season that's not beneficial in the next. So you will have to change things up a bit. Think, change things up a bit. So the original title of this was going to be uh, The Calmness in the Chaos. The Calmness in the Chaos. And it's easy for me to reference uh, the, uh, the scripture. Uh, the scriptures, uh, they're talking about the disciples in the boat with Jesus. And of course, they're in the midst of the storm and they're acting like they're obviously frightened, but they're they're more curious about the fact that in the midst of all this, why is Jesus asleep? So they they go to Jesus and Jesus basically, don't you see that there's a storm? Why are you asleep? And then Jesus basically says, peace, be still. And he basically he basically asks them, where's your faith? Um, I mean, if, if, if the opportunity is a little bit rocky, but even Jesus is calm, that means everything is under control. And I actually did a previous episode about this, about the two different types of people when it comes to God being in the situation. There's one version of us where we know that he's present so we accept that and we wait then again there's another part of us that knows he's there but he's not moving at the pace that we want him to so we become anxious and we become eager but when you are a believer in Christ and you have that relationship you should know based on past experience that God would never leave nor forsake you. And even though things may seem, or they are, even though things are a little bit frustrating and there are going to be moments where you think that you are by yourself in this and you're not, he knows. He, he knows exactly what's going on. But what he's doing is he's allowing that situation to bring out the best in you. The example that I used before was not sure if I mentioned it on this podcast, but a lot of the times we we talk about being stretched and we talk about how painful it is. But what if instead of being stretched, we're actually granted space to extend being a plant? With mud, with with uh, with roots in a small pot, and these roots are literally spilling out of the sides. If we were placed in a bigger pot, we'll be able to fully extend our roots, thus granting us the opportunity to grow into which we were always meant to, always meant to grow into. We were obviously created to be much bigger. But we need space. We need space. We need margin. We need flexibility to do so. So that's what's been going on in this particular season with me is 
I I'm in a situation where I have new wine and I need new wine skins. I, I, I need something. I need something else to house this new thing so that it can continue to be fed correctly so that it continue to grow correctly. So it's, it's been a very busy, busy last few months, very busy, but I wanted to, I always wanted to apply scripture and make sure that, that I have something that is applicable and I'm trying to figure out, yeah, I think I found it. So part of my my reading about I think this is very, very, very important. Uh, this is Exodus three. And this is where God comes to Moses. Now, Moses has been out of Egypt for about 40 years, uh, 40 years prior to that. Moses saw some injustice going on between a um, Egyptian soldier and an Israelite. Obviously, the Israelites were being enslaved. Moses, who was an Israelite himself, was raised, you know, under Egyptian royalty. Now, even Moses at that point had a heart um, that was big enough to recognize that despite everything, despite my the privilege in, uh, in which he had grown, had been raised, he, he still realized that that was a very inhumane thing to do. So Moses reacted and ended up killing the soldier. But at this point, this is where God has approached Moses after God has been hearing the cries um, from his children. And God says, it's time. And it says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb, Horeb, um, I think I pronounced that right. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the mist of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to Saw, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called and called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Draw not nigh, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster, task, taskmasters, for I know their sorrows and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. 
Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee into Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go into Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this should be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What should I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus, shall, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. So, there are other different versions of this scripture, but it's basically Moses is questioning God, saying, Who am I? You know? Moses is saying, who am I to do this? But God says, it doesn't matter who you are. It matters who I am. I am sending you. I will go with you. If there's any name that has validity, if there's any name that has power, it is mine. I am that I am. So when you go to the children of Israel, tell them that I am sent you. So instead of being in these situations and saying man what what is it so what can i do just remember what god has always done always done whenever you go to your favorite store or whenever you are listening to your favorite artist um whenever you're watching your favorite movie you always think about how it made you feel before and you're like, yo, if it can make me feel that way before, I know it can make me feel that way again. And that's what you want. You want that feeling again. And you know that if it has a reputation of making you feel good, you're more than likely to go back to it. Even if it's a habit that's bad for you, you always go back to how it initially made you feel. With God, God never misses. He always hits the target. He is, all, he is always on time and he always fulfills his promises. So when there's another situation and you're questioning your ability and you're questioning yourself, always remember, always remember God, always remember who he is, always remember what he's done, always remember, that's my wife and a dog playing around, uh, always remember that. And always be conscious of the fact that he loves you. God would never send you somewhere he has not been himself. He would never send you somewhere he doesn't plan to go himself. Think about it. The afterlife that we live or plan to live, the afterlife that is coming, the afterlife that has been promised to us, he's already prepared a place for us. So he's not going to tell us about a place that he would not be himself. He would not send us somewhere that he has not taken the time to prep and place the necessary resources and tools in place so that we can do what we were called to do. And what God will always use is what we have. He gave it to us. He created us. So 
everything that you experience, everything that you have gone through, God can use it. You remember those dark years? You remember those moments where you were at your lowest? Remember those moments where you knew what you were doing was wrong? God can still use it. He can still salvage those pieces. So as you move forward and as you make plans, as you continue to feed into your discipline, remember that it's going to not just benefit you, but people around you. Moses was placed in a position where he could do a great, great assistance. He was placed in a position where even though there were some things that he may lacked, even though he may lack confidence, all he needed to know that God is who he is and who he was and who he forever will be. That's all Moses needed to know. That's all he needed to know. So in those moments, you're going to have questions and concerns. I've been having a lot of them over the last few months. And I have had to sit back and remind myself that this is not up to me. It's not up to my doing. It is. It will not be solely myself who is responsible for doing everything. All I have to do is do what he sent me to do, that which he sent me to complete. God sent Moses with the assistance of Aaron. Um, he sent Moses uh, with a staff that would do wonders. Uh, he, he just sent Moses. And one thing Moses had was understanding. If anything, Moses knew what it, what it felt like, to what it meant to be oppressed. You know, he may not have probably lived that life, but he was born from it. His original family um, was manipulated because of oppression. But even under royalty, remember that, even with the privileges Moses had, he understood that no human being should be treated like that. And God knew that Moses would have that heart. So just because somebody may grow or may have evolved under certain circumstances doesn't mean that their heart was, would grow cold. They're still human beings with feelings. They're still human beings who understand what it means to be a human. You remember when Jesus came, when he was born, he was born man, perfect man and God. He was God in human flesh. So he was the uh, best human being that has ever existed. Though he was able to, though he possessed the power of God, yet, you know, at the same time, he knew what it meant to be angry. He knew what it meant to be sad. I mean, thinking about when he found out about his friend Lazarus, he cried. Jesus cried because he lost the friend, even though his presence would bring about Lazarus' resurrection. Jesus still felt, even when he felt angry, when the church was being misused, when the church was perverted, you know, due to uh men profiting off of what was going on uh, they were misusing the house of God Jesus was angry even when Jesus was on the cross even before Jesus was on the cross and he was praying literally uh, 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 
beads, his beads, of it wasn't just beads of sweat. It was beads of blood. Uh, and he said, God, if you can remove this cup from me, so be it. Um, please we say, God, if it is, if it's, if it's, if you can remove this cup, please do, do so. But if it is your will, let it be done. That's a hard place to be in. Even when I was thinking about the new changes in my life that I've been undergoing over the last few months, you know, this new career and, you know, trying to change old habits. Sometimes I'm like, man, if God, if you if you can just make this just a little bit easier. Uh, but then there were moments where I would straighten my back and I would relax and I would say, well, God, if this is your will, let it be done. Let it be done. I just wanted to remind you that you are not alone, that you're not by yourself when trying something new. You're not by yourself uh, when you're growing. You're not alone. Just keep going. Uh, keep learning. Keep evolving. Keep using your resources, whatever they whatever they are, even if they're people with experience or just people who are willing to love you, people who are willing to listen to you, people who are willing to guide you. People who are willing to remind you that what you're doing is correct and it is the right thing to do. So, yes. Um, I will try to make my best. I will make it a habit to continuously record. I am going to try to get back in the habit of recording people. I miss having conversations. You know, things change since COVID. And um, I was doing interviews over the phone. Uh, but now I think it's time to start doing some face to face, start exposing some new perspectives. Um, start allowing you all to get into uh, introduced to other people's worlds. So uh, I love you all. Have a wonderful uh, weekend. Fall weather is here. Uh, that nice game. You know, if you if you notice, we wake up in the morning. It's kind of cool midday. Probably get a little warm, and all of a sudden that temperature starts dropping again. Um, it's a wonderful feeling. It's my favorite season of the year. The transition of autumn. I mean, of, of fall. Yeah, autumn to winter. It's 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 my favorite. Um, yeah, autumn. That transition from 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 fall to to, to winter. It's my that's my go to. I got to break out the long sleeves, break out the blue jeans, break out the boots, you know. Um, but one thing that I've realized when I wake up in the morning, and I know it may be hard to do, but make God your top priority. Make God your top priority, like your top priority. No matter how upset you are, uh, no matter how tired you may appear, Make time for him, even if it's, yo, even if it's five minutes, even if it's just five minutes of prayer, even if it's two and a half minutes of prayer and two and a half minutes of scripture reading, just give him your first fruits. That's why they talk about the, the importance of, of tithing is the heart check. It's all about your heart. It doesn't matter what you do. It's all about why you do it. It's about why. If you give somebody two hundred dollars. Say, for instance, you, there's a man in the street, right? You give somebody $200, but that's $200 out of $2 million. You're like, huh, you know, it's nothing to me. So you just give it to him. You're like, yo, I can make that $200 in two minutes. I'm good. That's nothing. That's like a that's like a cheeseburger to me. 
But if you take somebody that gives someone $200 out of 300 and keep in mind, this person that's given this $300 still has bills to pay. They're giving it because they are not trusting what the person is going to do with it. They're not even trusting themselves. They're saying, God, I have it. So I'm going to give it to them. And I know you're going to provide the surplus, whatever that this person needs. Since I have it, I'm going to give it to them because it's all about the heart check. Tithing is about your heart. Tithing is not about you giving God something that he needs. What does God need? He needs nothing. He is out. He is. He is literally the alpha and omega. He, he exists and operates outside of time. He needs nothing from us. He created us out of a desire. He created us to reflect him. Um, but uh, tithing is about saying, God, I trust you with not just my finances. I trust you with my decisions. I trust you with my future. I trust you with my present. I trust you with my fears. I trust you with my happiness. I trust you with my satisfaction. I trust you during those moments where I feel like if I do this, it's going to give it grant me instant gratification, knowing good and well that it won't last long. I trust you. That's what you're doing. You're just saying, God, I trust you. Continue to trust him and just let him watch him show out the smallest things that God will do. To personalize the situation to let you know, hey, ma'am, sir, I love you and I hear you. That's exactly what his response was to the children of Israel. I love you and I hear you. So I'm going to get Moses. I'm going to get Moses, somebody that is that shares your, your heritage, that shares your lineage. I'm going to get Moses to deliver you and he would do wonders. Jesus says that we will go on to do greater things because of our access to the Holy Spirit. One of the like probably the, one of the best gifts we can ever receive because that is another reminder that we're not alone. So I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. I know it didn't have like a definite subject, uh, but these are the things that I've been dealing with. Uh, I'm still growing still learning, still evolving. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories. I'm your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Um, I guess the title of this episode is Bro, Where You Been? Yo, thank you all for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories. <laughs>